Welcome back to Life at Hobridge School, the podcast where we speak to pupils, staff and parents to find out what it's really like. Every week we'll be talking to members of the school community to hear real stories of life in the school. Now today things are different because in this episode, three of the children from year three at the school have some questions to ask Mr Webster. I'm not going to tell you what they are, but I can almost guarantee they are sure to make you smile. So come with me now as Tracy Clark Sullivan balances a conversation between Dylan, Alex and Bella and, of course, Mr Webster. So it's a pleasure to welcome back the headmaster to this podcast. Uh, But this time I'm not the only host. I'm joined by some year three pupils who are definitely after my job and raring for a chance to put Mr Webster in the hot seat. So, first of all, let me welcome Mr Webster. How are you? I'm very well, thank you. How are you? Yeah, not too bad. Well, it's been an extraordinary year, really, hasn't it? Let's be honest, especially for the education sector. There's been so many COVID restrictions and guidelines. It must have been horrendous for you, organising the day-to-day running of the school. Just tell me a little bit about what you've been through this year and, and how have you done? I think you know we've we've done a really good job. I mean, I, I have to be honest with you. Um, I, I'm thoroughly fortunate to have such a fantastic team of people around me who have uh, worked so incredibly hard uh, with such skill, uh, passion to do their best for all of the children, uh, and committed to being such professionals throughout this time of change and uncertainty, as you say, within within our lives. Um, we we also have truly wonderful children, particularly in year three. Um, who have adapted to varying changes in circumstances um, so well and and with such a smile on their faces and and supported by their proactive and caring families. Um, This has given us all uh, the the opportunity to progress, develop in everything that we have been asked to do. Um, A real team effort, really, uh, and one that we should be very proud of as a school. So is there anything particular where you just thought, oh... Not this. Is there any particular sort of low point? Not, not really. If I'm honest with you, and um, you know, some people listening to this will will smile. Um, I'm a very positive person, so um, we talk a lot about challenges at school. Um, anything that happens is simply a challenge that we need to overcome. We need to find a solution, and we need to get beyond it. Uh, and really, that has been the mindset of everybody. I mean, it's obviously being. Uh, tricky dealing with lots of different people lots of uh, different opinions and ideas and things like that but I think as a whole we've channeled everything into Hobridge and what Hobridge stands for the ethos and the culture of the school and I think by by staying close to our our values um, we've come out of the other end of it really really well and it does really feel like we are coming out of the end of, of Covid um, you know, there's lots of things going on at the moment, but it's all positive and we're looking forward to finishing the year extremely well and yeah. starting September with, with real gusto and energy ready to start the new academic year. Mm. In the wider community, um, the, the spirit was very high, wasn't it? Everybody came together. Have you found that that was the case too? It was that kind of mentality. We've got to get on with it. We've just got to make the best of it. Absolutely. And, and again, I would, I would go back to the team of people working here at school. Um, you know, they, they very much have put their lives on hold and put the children at the forefront of everything that we've done. Um, you know, not just teaching, caring for the children here uh, and doing all that we do as a school, but, but often changing their lifestyle uh, and making sure that we maintain a safe environment 
uh, for all the children to be able to be in school when we can. Um, and I, I think we've, you know, we've done an, an exceptionally good job with that. I mean, my, my biggest disappointment, I suppose, is not being able to have parents and families on site to enjoy all the things that we do. Um, I, I really do miss that that element of, of our of our school. Um, and, and like I say, I'm very much hoping that very soon, September um, time, we will be able to welcome everybody back to sports fixtures, major events and just basically being able to stand and chat with people yeah. rather than through windows of cars and as, as they fly past on their way out or, or into school. So, yeah, there's lots to look forward to. But I think we've, we've done a lot of good things in the past and we can be very proud again of, of what we've achieved. Yeah. Was there anything positive that came out of it? Something that you perhaps hadn't done before that you had to do, but actually thought, well, this works really well. Oh, lots and lots of positives. And again, you know, we, we've talked as a team about um, remembering what we used to do um, in, in the in the old days when things were normal, um, but also taking with us as we move forward the things that have worked really, really well. And, and there's lots of, you know, we're, we're talking much more um, as, 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 a, as a whole team. Um, we are you know teachers are going into each other's lessons a lot more and experiencing what each other is doing which has really opened up our, our educational value um, and, and the ideas that are flying around different departments um, there's elements of the way that we've communicated with with children and, and, and parents uh, which has gone really well um, even, even though we, we are, we're desperate to get back to face-to-face -face meetings and that sort of things uh, but it's, yeah, there's, there's lots and lots of positives that have come out of this. And, and again, the, the key thing for us moving forward is applying them uh, to what we do uh, when we return to normal and, and, and the new Hobridge. Right. Well, that's, that's a really positive note to end our section on. Now, I have some new presenters who've um, put their hands up and I, I'm, I'm feeling I'm being a bit pushed out here because I think they're going to be very good. So first of all, I'm going to introduce them. They're year three pupils. We've got Dylan. We've got Alex and we've got Bella. Hello. Hello. Okay. So now, Mr. Webster. Yes. These guys have put yes. together some really tough questions. You thought my questions were sometimes tough on the podcast. These are tough. So we're going to start off with Dylan. Are you ready for your question, Dylan? Yes. Okay. Go for it. Are you ready, Mr. Webster? Well, I have to say, I don't normally get nervous, but at this moment in time, <laughs> yes, the heart is pumping slightly faster than it normally does. I, I think I think we've got three very very nice year threes there, so I hope they're going to be nice to me. Okay. Uh, but far away, Dylan, go go for it. What is your favourite pizza topping? Oh, that's a good question. This might be a strange one because I I, I quite like spicy food, so I would say my favourite topping is probably a spicy jalapeno pepper. Wow. And if I can if I can put that into the picture of probably what would be my favorite pizza obviously we're going tomato puree probably mozzarella cheese i quite like mozzarella cheese then the spicy jalapeno peppers lots of those to give me some heat and spice uh, i would add that probably to chicken bit of onion maybe some ham or bacon and then red and yellow peppers and probably just to finish off a little bit of spicy sauce just to give me a little bit more heat in every mouthful. Does that sound, does that sound like a good pizza? Uh, yeah, no. <laughs> we've, we've divided opinion there, haven't we? But uh, going back so. to your question, Dylan, Jalpino peppers, it's got to be Jalpino peppers is the best. It sounds like a fully loaded pizza. Dylan, are you going to tell us what your favourite topping is? Well, it would have to be plain marguerite pizza. 
I think I'm in, I'm in agreement with you. So, Bella, I don't know whether Mr Webster's ready for this one. It's your choice now. It's your question. Off you go. If you could choose another job, what would you do? Oh, goodness me. Well, I would, I, you know, I wouldn't mind being a presenter like you guys are doing this morning. It sounds like you, you've got a good job there and, and you're doing it so well. I'm, I'm sure it's not easy. Um, but I think, I think, you know what, and I hope this is a, is a good option. I, I think an architect, I, I kind of, you know, really like the idea of using my imagination. And I think the feeling of immense joy, I think you would get from creating something from a kind of design phase and then spending a serious amount of time putting it all together and working with lots of different people different elements to then finally seeing the building grow out from the ground in front of you. I think that must give you a tremendous sense of satisfaction. Um, I personally, it would probably never happen, but I'd love to build my own house. And my wife Zoe and I have talked about this a lot, particularly, you know, if we won the lottery or something like that, uh, if we, we buy a, a little patch of land and, and, and build our own house. Uh, and I just think that would be would be amazing. I clearly wouldn't want the stress associated with building your own house. Uh, but to have the experience and those feelings of emotion, I think, would be amazing. So the answer is architect. Gosh. Bella, what would you be? I would probably actually be a headmaster or a headmistress <laughs> or something. Because it sounds nice. Well, Bella, you know what? You can come and talk to me any time and I will share with you what the job is like. It's, it's a wonderful job. And even though I, I gave the answer of architect there, I wouldn't change my job for the world. <laughs> you know what, Mr. Webster, it strikes me you're a bit of an architect already. You're an architect of children. <laughs> well, we try. No, I mean, they're, they're, that, that, that's a completely different challenge. And again, I'm, I'm very fortunate. I have such lovely children in the school, but uh, seeing them grow and develop every day is, is, is a miracle. So yeah. it's, it's, it's fantastic. OK, Alex, it's your big chance now. Your question. Um, Superman, Batman or Spider-Man, he's the coolest. <laughs> They're all cool. How, how can I answer that? I mean, you know, when I was a child, Superman was definitely my favourite. Um, you know, he, he was, uh, I don't mind saying this, when I was playing outside, I was Superman. Um, I would imagine even when I was playing rugby and getting involved in other things, I probably felt like I was Superman, very you know, indestructible and all of that batman uh and the dark side of batman um displays such force i suppose in all that he does in cleaning up gotham city and and that's i like that kind of thing um i would have to say with a surname like webster it has to be spider-man and that <laughs> that feeling of just being so you know so able to see things from amazing distances um have the ability to hear pretty much everything so i would be able to sit in my office and hear what you were saying five six classrooms away that would be really interesting um flying around the city using the strength of the webs that i was firing out so i would have to say we were looking on the cool scale superman batman sorry spider-man is the one for me hey alex do you agree uh, yeah, definitely Spider-Man for me. Uh, well done. But I think Bella's got a different view, haven't you, Bella? Yes. 
Who do you prefer? I like Superman because he's got a lot of nice powers, like he can fly, he's indestructible, he's got x-ray, he's got freeze breath, he's got heat breath. I just, I just like to have all those powers. Okay, and Dylan, what about you? Definitely Spider-Man. Okay, there you go. <laughs> Two to one there, Mr Webster, I think you're on the right side there. Okay, now Dylan has got a really, really good question. Are you ready for this one, Mr. Webster? Uh, uh, not sure. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Dylan. Have you ever dyed or shaved your hair? Wow. Uh, I've never, I've never dyed my hair. Uh, as most of you will know, I have strawberry blonde hair, which is going slightly grey. But I quite like the colour of my hair, so no, I've never coloured my hair, never even ever wanted to colour my hair. I have, I have actually shaved my hair, my head, if you like, uh, and that was back, i only done it once, um, and that was back when I was a housemaster at Sedba, uh, which was the, my first school, really, that I taught at. Um, and we, we did some charity work. We were raising money for a cancer research charity, um, and, and during the course of the year, um, I, I had a haircut in September and I didn't then have another haircut until July. So you can imagine how long my hair had got. That was for charity. And then we kind of boosted the charity effort by saying, you know, if we raised over a certain amount, I would shave my hair. So on the final day of term, and I remember it even, even to this day in, in the main hallway of the house, I sat there as somebody with a pair of dubbers, which are the, the shaving um, implement that you use to cut very short hair. Somebody stood there and shaved all my hair off just wow. in time for the summer holiday. So, yes, I have had my hair shaved the once. And it was quite a nice <laughs> experience, I have to say. OK, I'm not going to ask any of you three if you've dyed or shaved your hair, because I hope you haven't. <laughs> so, Bella, this is a fabulous question. Have you ever messed something up really badly? Oh, my word. Yes, yes, yes. I'm trying to think of the ones that I can actually tell you about uh, in this forum. Um, but, I mean, I think, you know, things like that are part of life, aren't they? And we learn from them. Uh, that's how we get better. So we all make mistakes, um, probably on a daily basis, and, and that's how we become the people we, be, we become. Um, I would say, again, probably my worst memory moment was probably when I was at school. So here, we were going back a few years now. Um, I, was, I was reading, or supposed to read in chapel, um, at my senior school on a very important occasion, let's just put it as that. Um, and I had the reading in my jacket pocket, um, but I didn't think this really mattered because at my school there was a lectern and on the lectern was the Bible and it was always there. So probably a little bit too confident. I just thought it doesn't matter. The, the Bible will be there. I've got no problem at all. But I've still got the copy in my jacket pocket. Um, I walked up to the lectern with hundreds of people looking at me to find that the Bible wasn't there. It had been taken away for cleaning now, I don't know about anybody out there, but you tell me who cleans Bibles and, and for what reason. But anyway, it had been taken away for cleaning. Anyway, that didn't matter because in my jacket pocket, I had the copy that I could simply pull out and read from. Uh, it was at that moment that I realised 
it wasn't there as I'd been rushing before the event and had put on a different jacket. So there I was, stood in front of many, many different people, parents, fellow peer group children uh, or young adults, uh, and very, very embarrassed uh, at the fact that I was stood there without my reading. I, I did think to myself at one point, because I had practiced hard, I could probably do it without the reading. Um, but my conscience was telling me, no, no, you can't do that because you'll get halfway through, you'll forget where you are and, and you'll stop. Um, I was finally saved by the chaplain, who was a, a very dear fellow. Um, and uh, he he helped me and, and actually got the reading. Um, and I read it actually very well under the circumstances, because, again, I, I was in pieces, really, but never forgot that moment. Uh, and that is probably why I'm the type of person now who plans well ahead uh, and tries to be prepared for, for every eventuality. So, so there you go. That's, that's probably my most embarrassing moment. <laughs> that's very brave of you to share it with us, Mr. Webster. <laughs> there, there are many more, but um, let's leave it there. <laughs> okay, Alex, this is the last question. Go for it. If you had loads of money, what car would you buy? Oh, Alex, <clears throat> you know, I love cars. Um, I've loved cars since I was a little boy. And um, I, I, again, I do talk about this with my wife. It's not, not that Zoe and I only ever talk about winning the lottery, but, you know, when you're on a walk and um, you're in the countryside and you're dreaming away and you look to each other and say, oh, yeah, what, what would you do if we won some money on the lottery? That we, we do have those conversations. And the car that I would buy, or at least the first one, let's put it that way, but the car, <laughs> the first one I would buy is called a TVR Tamora. And you've probably never heard of this car. So when I when I was growing up, I grew up in Lancashire, up in the north of England. And TVR cars were, were built and, and designed in and around that area. You know, to look at, they, they were simply fantastic, very different to the normal sports car. Um, but probably the most important thing and the thing that stuck in my mind most was the engine and the sound that the engine would make a, a really rough, gruff, sort of powerful sports car engine. Um, and it used, to, it used to blow my mind when I would hear it. And then I'd turn around, I'd see the car. I'd be like, wow, that, that's amazing. Now, the, the Tamora is a relatively recent model, um, but it is, a, it is a smaller sports car. It's got a 3.6 litre engine. The amazing bodywork looks simply fantastic. And the interior is very British. So um, supporting sort of engineering and cars in our country. So I would have to say it would be it would be that one. But if I had lots and lots, i.e. loads of money, I'm pretty sure I'd have more than one. Right. Alex, your turn. What would you have? Because uh, they just made flying cars. I'd probably have a flying car. Oh, yeah. what an imagination. I didn't even think about that. That's amazing. Bella, what would you have? I would also have a flying car, but I would have massage seats and like drink holders and iPads and stuff like that. Great. We're going to have to wait until we've got those automatic cars so then you can sit back, use your iPad and it'll just take you wherever you want to go. And finally, Dylan, what would you have? I have the same as Alex. You'd have a flying car too? Yeah. Wow, I think that's a project for um, the next science year, isn't it, Mr Webster? I think so. We need to get on to McLaren and see what they can do because we, we have good connections with them just down the road. And, and I'm sure 
if they're thinking of you as being the next customers that are going to be buying McLaren cars, they need to start thinking about flying cars. Sounds yeah. very exciting. Superb. Well, I don't know about you, Mr. Webster, but I think I definitely will be moving over and, and handing my seat to uh, Dylan, Bella and Alex. I think you've been excellent uh, questioners. What do you think, Mr. Webster? Oh, absolutely superb. Well done, you three. That was really, really good. Great questions. Thoroughly enjoyable to, to answer all of those. And I can see you on screen here. You've all got massive smiles on your faces, which is great to see. You've obviously enjoyed the experience. So very well done to all of you. Excellent. And, and I'm just going to finish by one more question to Mr. Webster. So after the last 18 months, what are your hopes for Hobridge School next year? Well, first and foremost, to return to normal, um, be able to experience all the things we have missed. Um, as I said earlier, welcome all of our parents back into school so that they can experience all the wonderful things that we do with the children uh, to keep growing each and every mind. That's both adults and children within our school um, and to continue enjoying being part of such a special school where happiness is the most important thing. Uh, confidence grows each day uh, and we achieve life lessons uh, that will shape the rest of our lives. Uh, so in a nutshell, I think that's what I'm looking forward to the most about September and the rest of that academic year. A wonderful note to end on. Thank you very much indeed, Mr Webster. Thanks to Dylan. Thanks to Alex again and to Bella. Thank you all. So that was Dylan, Alex, Bella and, of course, Mr Webster on this week's episode of The School Podcast. Thank you to you all for coming on to Life at Hobridge School. As always, if you'd like to get in touch with the school, just visit hobridgeschool.co.uk and the staff will always be happy to help you. And if you haven't followed this channel yet, then now is the time to do so because then when each episode is released, you just get a small notification to let you know that it's there. So go and do that. But in the meantime, thank you for listening to this episode of the podcast. We look forward to seeing you again after the summer break. So be sure to tune back in again at the start of September. Have a great summer and bye for now.